السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Yesterday we looked at few verses from Surah Al-Baqarah This is the greatest, one of the greatest surah of the Quran after Surah Al-Fatiha It contains the greatest verse of the Quran which is Ayat Al-Kursi uh, 286 verses in total, Surah Al-Baqarah. And according to some, uh, Imam Ibn Kathir rahmatullah mentions a statement that Surah Al-Baqarah contains a, a thousand khabar, a thousand pieces of information, different pieces of information, a thousand amr, a thousand command, and a thousand nahi. That is an, a thousand prohibitions. So thousand information, pieces of information, thousand command, and a thousand prohibition. And so it is one of the greatest surahs because it contains some of the, um, um, many of the ahkam um, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established in his sharia. Rasulullah said in a hadith, that uh, shaitan does not enter the home where Surah Al-Baqarah is recited. It is protection from uh, sihr also. And so some of the main legislations mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah are um, rulings in terms of Iman in the unseen. That obviously Surah Al-Baqarah begins with الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, establishes the rulings about Iman Bil Ghaib, the belief in the unseen. Uh, rulings in relation to spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will look at this tomorrow. It is in the third juz um, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about spending in His path. Um, as taking the place of Ibrahim alayhi salam as uh, a station of prayer. So the station of Ibrahim as a place of prayer, this ruling. Um, the ruling of changing of the Qibla from Bayt al-Maqdis to Makkah al-Mukarramah is also mentioned and actually we're going to go into some details about that. Rulings about establishing prayer, Allah says, Hafidhu ala salawati wa salati al-wusta that uh, hold firm or fulfill uh, or ensure to fulfill the, the salawat and especially the middle salah which is salatul asr uh, according to majority of fuqaha and also the rulings of zakat <coughs> rulings about safa and marwa rulings uh, in relation to the month of ramadan the fast of ramadan um, when the fast begins when it ends um, the permissibility to have uh, marital relations <coughs> at night because initially this was not permissible but in Surah Al-Baqarah um, uh, in the second juz we have a verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permits the relations uh, after between Salatul Maghrib and Salatul Fajr in the nights of Ramadan. Rulings about uh, war and warfare and that um, believers are commanded to uh, fight those who um, who fight them right, or do them injustice 
rulings about breaking the covenant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is what we ended on uh, yesterday that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions um, that Bani Israel broke their promise with Allah and they broke their covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in multiple uh, on multiple occasions right and so that is mentioned and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that um, I saved you from Fir'aun and I saved you from being enslaved and your women uh, uh, from, from your uh, men and children being killed, male children and your women being enslaved. <coughs> I saved you from that. And then when I invited Musa salam for 40 nights, you took the ijl, the calf as a god other than me. And then you asked to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala openly. So the first mistake that Allah mentions is that they took the calf, so they, they made the calf and uh, worshipped it other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, an idol. And then they said that we want to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah mentions uh, that when, when, when they left uh, Egypt and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them men and salwa, they said what? They said uh, we're done with this food, we, we want uh, you know, lentils and, 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 and full uh, and, and so on and so forth, right? And so rejecting or not showing appreciation for the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, also, um, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them to enter uh, a city uh, and to say certain words and they changed those words, um, uh, making mockery out of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So on a number of occasions, Bani Israel, in the lifetime of Musa السلام, broke their promise and their covenant with Allah And so Allah reminds them of this. But uh, there are lessons in Bani Israel for us, as the Ummah of Rasulullah um, that we should not uh, follow their path in disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, uh, some rulings in relation to Hajj and Umrah. Ruling about يسألونك عن الخمر والميسر. They ask you about wine and gambling. قل فيهما إثم كبير. They contain both contain much sin, a great sin. ومنافع للناس. And there, are, there is some benefit. There are some benefits to gambling and and wine, for example, the person who deals and trades in wine is going to make profit, right? And, but, but the harms are far greater than the benefits. And so they are not permissible. Uh, rulings about mahid, um, which is um, menstruation and uh, the female and the, the, the monthly cycle, um, also um, rulings about yatama and orphans and looking after them <laughs> they question you about orphans and say that being good to them is rewarding and a righteous deed um, likewise um, rulings about spending rulings about talaq actually we should mention uh, some of the verses of talaq um, and so talaq is mentioned mainly in uh, um, the rulings of talaq are mentioned in two surah one is surah al-talaq 
you don't have a surah of nikah <laughs> because nikah everybody is happy and you know everybody agrees everybody's nodding their heads uh, talaq is the difficult one because in talaq there is um, conflict right families and different people parties involved and what have you and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spells out very clearly the rulings of of talaq uh, like we said in surah al-talaq and you know divorce is mentioned perhaps in surah al-nisa also um, uh, but um, surah al-talaq and surah al-baqarah uh, really iron out the details in relation to talaq and so perhaps we should touch on that uh, today if we get the uh, opportunity and the last thing is rulings about uh, lending right and we know that the longest surah the the, the longest ayah of the quran is in surah al-baqarah surah al-baqarah is the longest surah of the quran and it contains the longest ayah of the quran and that ayah is not about description of paradise or hellfire or description of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or it is about lending dain and so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, sent down his uh, guidance in order to uh, rectify the relationship between the creation and allah and rectify the relationship between between each other so you deal with each other in in a correct manner this is why you have the rulings of talaq this is why you have the rulings of uh, dain and lending but we'll begin um, with uh, verses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says inna arsalnaka bil bashira wa nadira verily we have sent you O Muhammad with the truth a bringer of glad tidings good news for those who believe and a warner for those who disbelieve and you will not be asked about the dwellers of the blazing fire Allah will not question Rasulullah about the people who entered hellfire because he has fulfilled his responsibility in conveying the message then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says um, yesterday we spoke about um, Surah Al-Fatiha we said المستقيم, and then we seek protection to be on the path of Yahud and Nasara Allah says never will the Jews nor Christians be pleased with you Ya Muhammad until you until you follow their religion you follow their way say verily the guidance of Allah is the only guidance and if you O Muhammad were to follow their desires meaning the desires of Yahud and Nasara after what you have received of knowledge by the Quran then you would have against Allah neither any helper any protector nor any helper and so this is a warning to Rasulullah but also a warning to, to us that we have we have been gifted with the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is truth and following the desires of Yahud and Nasara is going to lead us away from this path and will the end result will be facing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and having no guardian and no protector meaning no guardian and no protector from the punishment and the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so it is not befitting for the Muslim 
to to follow the ways of those who do not believe in Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, those who do not believe in Allah subhanahu wa taala and in His final revelation. And if we do, then that will be uh, will be taken to task for it on the day of Qiyamah. Then Allah subhanahu wa taala says. Those to whom we gave the book, i.e. the Torah and the Injil, those to whom we have given the book, recite it as it should be recited. They are the ones who believe therein, and whosoever disbelieves in it, those are they who are the losers. I those who disbelieve in the Quran. Because Yahud and Nasara both received what? Revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the gospel is from Allah to Isa alayhi salam and the Torah is from Allah to Musa alayhi salam. And in both, they are commanded to do what? All of the Anbiya were ordered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if you are a Nabi, you are a prophet of your time. But if you, in your time I send another messenger, then you are to follow that messenger. وَإِذْ أَخَذَ اللَّهُ مِثَاقَ النَّبِيِّينَ لَمَا أَتَيْتُكُمْ مِنْ كِتَابٍ وَحِكْمَةٍ ثُمَّ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَكُمْ لَتُؤْمِنُنَّ بِهِ وَلَتَنْصُرُنَّهِ That is the covenant that Allah, the promise that Allah took from Anbiya. If you are a Nabi and I send a messenger and a Rasul, then you are to follow him. And so this is in all previous scriptures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so those who were following the Milla of Isa السلام, or the Milla of Musa upon recognizing the truth they have multiple reward they have two reward they have the reward of following Musa and Muhammad Isa and Muhammad Allah says I will give them grant them two rewards but those who disbelieve in Rasulullah and claim to be on the Milla of Ibrahim I mean on the Milla of Musa or the Milla of Isa these are um, Loses, i.e., on the day of Qiyamah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Bani Israel, O children of Israel, remember my favor which I bestowed upon you, and that I preferred you about, above the alameen. I preferred you and I made you the best of nations. But as we said yesterday, Bani Israel was the best of nations in their time. Not today. Today, the best of nations is the Ummah of Rasulullah And so, the Jew or the Christian can become from the best of nations. It is not exclusive to just a person who is born Muslim. And so, if a Jew wants to continue to be from the best of nations, then they are to believe in Rasulullah and automatically they enter into the Ummah of Rasulullah and they become. And so, we are not saying that we are exclusive and we are special in any way. But rather, if you follow the guidance of Allah and the uh, message of the final prophet, then you will be from the best ummah. And then Allah warns, He says, and fear the day of judgment, when no person shall avail another, no person shall help another. Nor shall compensation be accepted from him. In this world, there is compensation. You did not fast intentionally, you can do kafara. You did not pray your farida, you can make up the farida later. 
you did not pay your zakah, you can pay your zakah later. There are what? There is a way to compensate. You've committed the major sin. There is ways of compensating. But on the day of Qiyamah, no compensation. لا يقبل منها عدل ولا تنفعها شفاعة no shall intercession be of use to him no shall they be helped and so on the day of Qiyamah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there is no no one can help you no person can help you no matter whom you are whom you are related to you can be the son of Nuh alayhi salam son of one of the five Ulul Azm Minar Rusul. But your father cannot help you. You can be the father of Ibrahim السلام, but the son will not help you. Isa السلام, will say on the day of Qiyamah that Ya Allah, I do not ask you for Maryam, my mother. <coughs> I ask you to save me. And so Allah is warning that on the day of Qiyamah, every person will come individually and they will be questioned for their actions, their choices, <coughs> their intentions. And he says, That no one will carry the burden of somebody else, even if you willingly, because um, the Mushrikeen, the Kuffar of Mecca, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّبِعُوا سَبِيلَنَا وَلْنَحْمِلْ خَطَايَاكُمْ They said, the disbelievers say to the believers, follow our way and we will carry your burden on the day of Qiyamah. We will stand responsible for your decision and your actions. Allah says, They cannot carry the sin, no one can carry the sin of anyone else. Yes, if you were a means for a sin, then you will carry, you will be partly responsible for anyone that has committed that similar sin if you led the way. Rasulullah said, That the one who establishes a good way, then Allah will give him the reward of all the people that are going to come and do that good deed. And one who establishes a sinful way, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold him responsible for all of the people that will follow uh, his uh, example in that sin. But essentially, every person will be questioned about themselves. And Allah will not look at, فَإِذَا نُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَلَا أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَ Allah says, when the horn will be blown on the day of Qiyamah, فَلَا أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَ Allah will not look at relationships, whom you are related to. This is the judgment of the human being. Who are you? Who are you related to? Okay, I will pass judgment on you. <laughs> Capital punishment, jail, uh, fine. And somebody else, oh no, they are closely related to the ruler or somebody influential or somebody wealthy. Okay, we'll make a different rule for this one. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't matter. And so no person can help and no compensation will be accepted. Allah says, وَلَوْ أَنَّ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا وَمِثْلَهُ مَعَهُ لَفْتَدَوْ بِهِ مِنْ سُوءِ الْعَذَابِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ 
a person will want to ransom themselves from the punishment of hellfire by giving anything. And so Allah will say to the one who is going to hellfire, say my servant, say yes, say Allah. If I asked of you to give me the world and everything it contains in order to save yourself from hellfire, would you have done so? Say yes, ya Allah, absolutely. <laughs> I would. Allah says, Yawaddul Mujrimu, the, 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 the sinner or the criminal, the mujrim, on the day of Qiyamah, Yawaddul Mujrimu, law yaftadi min adabi yawmi idhim bibarih, never mind the world and everything it contains. A person will say, Ya Allah, take my children to hellfire, just save me. He will be willing to ransom himself or herself by giving their... And Allah starts with children because they are the most beloved to us. And following them, Bibani wa ummihi wa abi, His mother, because that comes next in line in terms of emotion. Your mother is very close to you. And so you say, Ya Allah, yes. If, if it was... Uh, an option that your mother goes to hellfire but you are saved a person and this is the word of the the truthful don't say to me no no this is not me <laughs> right? Allah says and he says that I know you better than your own selves and so when you stand facing hellfire you will forget about everyone you will be willing to ransom yourself with your children your mother your father and his wife a man will be willing to to see his wife going to hellfire if, if that saves him from hellfire actually in relation to this Rasulullah already told us that when a woman goes to hellfire she takes with her four of four men four of her maharim with her to hellfire if they did not teach her um, matters of deen وأخي, the next in line, your siblings. You'll be willing, brothers and sisters, sacrifice them for your safety. And the clan that protects him. And so a person will be willing to do with all those people, all together. His children, his mother, his father, his wife, his siblings, and everybody that's related to him. Say, Allah, take them all to hellfire if I am saved. I am willing. This is a good deal. And so there is no compensation. No compensation will be accepted. Nor shall intercession be of any use. Even if somebody that is righteous intercedes in your favor, Allah will not accept it. And actually, People can only intercede through the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. And so without that permission a person is, uh, and without that intercession a person is doomed. And so Allah says this in a number of uh, verses in Surah Al-Baqarah. Fear the day of judgment. Fear the day of judgment. Fear that day. And that is not exclusive to Surah Al-Baqarah. Actually throughout the Quran you'll find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fear the day. Actually, some surahs begin with the name of Qiyamah. Warnings. So the surah begins with warning you about either the approaching, fast approaching Qiyamah or the name of um, 
Al-Haqqah. Al-Qari'ah. Did you just mention them? Sa'ala sa'ilun bi'adhabin waqi'ah. So on and so forth. And so, um, a person should, you know, a true believer should have a mom, actually should be concerned about the day of Qiyamah throughout his life. Every moment of every day. But because we are weak and we are forgetful, at the very least, if we have one moment every day when you think about Qiyamah, just one moment, and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for forgiveness. Like our forefather did. Do not humiliate me on that day. He said what? Ibrahim السلام, said to Allah, that Ya Allah, don't humiliate me on that day. And so this fear of the day of judgment and this consciousness of the day of judgment will is a deterrent from breaking the command of Allah. It will stop you from breaking the command of Allah. It is not so that you have a, 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 a gloomy life. You know, always, you Muslims, always thinking about death. No. Because if you think about the day of Qiyamah, and you have that fear, and it makes you conscious, and it makes you change your ways, and makes you do righteous deeds, then that death, is a celebration for you, is a moment of celebration. Rasulullah said that on the day, uh, the hadith is not, uh, doesn't come to mind the wedding, but every day of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands paradise to beautify itself. And he says what? The time has come very near when my servants are going to leave their difficult life of this, of dunya and come to you. And so it is what? A moment of joy. And so some of the Salihin say that you came into this world, you were crying and everybody else was happy. Uh, people are celebrating around you and you are crying. That is the first thing. Work, deeds and righteousness so that when you leave, everyone is crying and you are rejoicing. Yeah? Everyone is crying. Because they, they're crying, they are being separated from you. You're rejoicing, why are you going to meet Allah? You're going to paradise. But that will only happen when what? When you sacrifice. Sacrifice is required. And effort is required. Without sacrifice and effort. Bilal radiallahu anhu. This happened to Rasulullah Actually. When Rasulullah was passing away, Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, the most beloved of his daughters, waakar ba'abatah, waakar ba'abatah, she was uh, speaking about um, the pain of her father, Rasulullah that he is going through so much pain. My father is going through so much pain and difficulty. He said, what? Ya Fatima, laysa ala abiki karbun ba'd al-yawm. After today, your father will, never, will know no difficulty. After today. Bilal radiallahu anhu. At the time of his death, where was going? Can you repeat going back to Muhammad? That when Rasulullah was was uh, when Rasulullah was going through the pangs of death 
Fatima radiallahu anha sat next to him and, and she was saying that uh, how painful uh, is the how, how much pain is my father going through and so Rasulullah responded that that after today your father will know no pain no difficulty will come on your father because what this is the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the highest degree in paradise when Bilal radiallahu anhu came to die his wife sat next to him complaining and saying words uh, <coughs> not complaining but words of what that you know separation is difficult and you are dying and so on and so forth and he was what rejoicing he said what that today I will meet Muhammad and his companions and so he was rejoicing in leaving this world and so the remembrance of death um, will will ensure that we are prepared for it and the remembrance of the day of Qiyamah will ensure that we are prefer, prepared for it then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Ibrahim alayhi salam because um, Allah speaks in the Quran about the Ummah of Rasulullah Surah Al-Baqarah he describes what the believers and then he speaks about Bani Israel and the common link is whom Ibrahim alayhi salam because Jews believe in Ibrahim Christians believe in Ibrahim Muslims believe in Ibrahim and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says return to the way of Ibrahim in verses Allah says ما كان إبراهيم يهوديا ولا نصرانيا Ibrahim was neither a Jew nor a Christian لكن كان حنيفا مسلما Hanif is a person who turns to to the truth Muslim is the one who submits himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so Allah says remember when the Lord of Ibrahim tried him with certain commands tried him meaning uh, he um, tested him with certain commands and Mufassirin have different opinions uh, but one of the opinions are that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused him to separate from his people because of his belief he had to separate from his people separate from his father right he had to challenge Namrud the king right the story will come uh, perhaps tomorrow challenge the king that my lord is the one who gives life and death he said no I give life and death so okay my lord brings the sun from uh, the east to the west so let it rise from the west to the east and so that is what a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he fulfilled and then he was threatened and not only threatened of punishment he was placed in the fire that is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or a test of Allah that he fulfilled and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in old age gave him uh, a child Ismail alayhi salam he commanded him to go and leave Ismail and Hajar alayhi salam in Mecca and return to Baytul Maqdis And then when uh, Ismail السلام, became of age that he could walk with his father, right? where the relationship with the father actually starts to bloom, Allah says, well, sacrifice him now. And he fulfills that as well. When he fulfilled all of this, Allah said to him, Inni I am going to make you a leader for mankind. I'm going to make you what? A leader for mankind. Why? Because he fulfilled all 
he was successful in all of the tests. And so when we are tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and if we are successful in those tests, then Allah will make his leaders for others. People will learn from your example. Your family members will learn, your children will learn, your wife will learn, your husband will learn, your parents will learn, brothers and sisters will learn. And people around you will learn that look at this person, despite all of these difficulties, they are still upholding the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so there is no excuse to give up the command of Allah. إِنِّي جَعِلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا قَالَوْ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِي Ibrahim salam immediately thought of his offspring. He said, Ya Allah, make all my offspring what? Make all of them leaders. Allah agreed. But he said, قَالَ لَا يَنَالُ عَهْدِ الظَّالِمِينَ However, my promise and my covenant will not include the wrongdoers. And so it is those in your offspring who will be righteous i will make them leaders and those who are wrongdoers they will be excluded from this from this promise allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted this dua of ibrahim in that ulama say that after ibrahim any prophet any messenger that came was from the progeny of ibrahim either from ismail or from ishaq all anbiya the evidence of it Allah says in the offspring of Ibrahim السلام, we placed prophethood and revelation and so all those that received revelation after Ibrahim came from the progeny of Ibrahim why because he sacrificed then made dua and then Allah accepted his dua and so likewise we have to make dua for our for our offspring and this is why Rabbi Jalni Muqima Salati is a very important dua of Ibrahim Rabbi Jalni Muqima Salat make me from those who establish prayer and my my children my offspring Rabbana wa taqabbal dua Ya Allah accept my dua our dua Rabbana ghfirli forgive me waliwalidayi parents walilmu'mineen and all believers yawma yaqoom al-hisab on the day of judgment following that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the Kaaba. He says, وَإِذْ جَعَلْنَا الْبَيْتَ مَثَابَةً لِلنَّاسِ وَأَمْنَا that Remember, we have made um, the Kaaba a sanctuary for people. <coughs> a place of safety. We don't understand it today because in comparison to, to the past and the time of Rasulullah um, we don't have the wars that were taking place then. But the people of Mecca were always safe. It was made haram by Allah and by Ibrahim Holy and sacred. And Medina was made holy and sacred by Rasulullah and by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and by Rasulullah Allah says, مِمَّقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى That the station of Ibrahim became what? A place of prayer. Allah says, Pray at the station of Ibrahim. And so when we go and we perform for Hajj or Umrah, you perform Tawaf, you go what? Maqam Ibrahim, you offer two rak'ah salah. Or as many as you want, but minimum is two rak'ah. This maqam of Ibrahim is, according to Mufassirin, it is a stone on which Ibrahim السلام, would stand and build the Kaaba. And then he would take it round. As he is raising the wall, he would take it round. When he completed the building of the Kaaba, he left it at the side of the Kaaba. But then eventually Umar ta'ala removed it from 
from that place and uh, positioned it uh, some distance away from the Kaaba. Umar radiallahu anhu says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, uh, my opinion or my feeling or my view was confirmed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning that Umar wanted something and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed verses in accordance to the wanting of Umar. And so when the believer becomes purified, what happens is what he wants is what Allah wants. It's not that Allah did not want to command these things. Allah had already established that he was going to command certain things. But the heart of Sahaba became pure that it connected with the want of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first one is that one of them is this. He said, Ya Rasulullah, should we not make the, the place of Maqam, the Maqam Ibrahim, should not make it a place of prayer? Should we not offer salah there? Allah revealed, وَاتَّخِذُوا مِن مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى He said, the second is that, I said, Ya Rasulullah, before the hijab, He said, Ya Rasulullah, you know, your wives are on display. Anybody comes to see you, they can see the, your wives, they are sitting with you in your home or what have you, right? And you don't know the people who are coming. Are they good people, righteous people, good intentions, bad people, evil people, bad intentions? And so Allah revealed verses of hijab. And they were directed first to the wives of Rasulullah Ya informed and command your, your wives. The third one is when Rasulullah had um, some uh, issue with his wives, Umar radiallahu anhu went to see his wives out of anger because of his, uh, you know, seeing that Rasulullah was going through this um, difficult time. He went to the wives of Rasulullah and he says uh, something along the line, who do you think you are? that you're giving Rasulullah a hard time. If Allah wants, He will remove you and He will bring better, better, purer wives, better than you. And so, you know, come to your senses. And so Allah, Allah revealed those exact same words in Surah Al-Tahrim. If Allah wills, He will cause him to divorce you and replace you with better wives. خَيْرًا مِنْكُنْ مُسْلِمَاتٍ Submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger. مُؤْمِنَاتٍ Believers. قَانِتَاتٍ Worshippers. قَانِتَاتٍ تَائِبَاتٍ Repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ثَيِّبَاتٍ وَأَبْكَارًا Either previously married or not married. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the the building of the Kaaba, and how as Ibrahim السلام, is building the Kaaba, he's been selected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fulfill the work of Allah, and he is serving Allah, but in that he is afraid that it may not be accepted. And so he's saying, Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul-alim. That, oh Allah, accept from us. You are the all, hearing the all knowing. Rabbana waj'alna muslimayni laka. Allow us to be submissive to you, to submit ourselves to you and also our uh, progeny and our um, offspring. And so Ibrahim is indeed uh, a leader and a, a role model and a guide for um, entire mankind. We'll end with um, the last verses that I will get to talk about are the verses of so we, we spoke about Ibrahim alayhi salam. We spoke about the, the Kaaba briefly, that it was built by Ibrahim. 
and the command came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ibrahim and Ismail. Now we talk about the Qibla. When Rasulullah was in Mecca, he was performing Salah at the Kaaba, but in the direction of Baytul Maqdis. So he had the Kaaba in front of him, but in the direction of Baytul Maqdis. When he came to Medina, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to face Baytul Maqdis, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is what? The Qibla of Yahud and Nasara, the Jews and Christians. Their Qibla is Jerusalem. Most of their Anbiya of Bani Israel came uh, in, in, in that uh, holy place. So when Rasulullah came to Medina, Allah commanded him to face Jerusalem. Rasulullah and, and this went on for a number of months, right? Over 10 months, Rasulullah is facing. But every time he's looking up, and Allah says in, in, the, in the verses, قَدْ نَرَى تَقَلُّبَ وَجْهِكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ How beloved was Rasulullah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says that I see you looking up to the heavens, waiting for a command, for the change of Qibla. قَدْ نَرَى تَقَلُّبَ وَجْهِكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ Allah says, فَلَنُوَلِّيَنَّكَ قِبْلَةً تَرْضَاهَا I will instruct you to face a qibla that is pleasing to you. Allah is telling Rasulullah that I know what you want and I will give you what you want because I know it pleases you. فَوَلِّ وَجْهَكَ شَطْرِ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ Turn away from Jerusalem. Turn to Makkah Al-Mukarramah. And he says, وَإِنَّ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ لَيَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّهُ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ because when Rasulullah changed the Qibla, and this happened actually, they say that uh, a hadith says that Sahaba were praying in Quba, one of the first masajid established by Rasulullah you know, just before entering Medina. And so they're praying Salatul Fajr, and somebody came with the news, said, uh, they're, they're, they're in their prayer. And so the, he said, What? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has changed the Qibla from Jerusalem to Mecca. They turned in Salah. Right? It is known the, the masjid of two qiblas. You have two mihrab. Qiblatain. And so, a ruling from that, if a person is facing the wrong qibla, they think, oh, this is Mecca, but they're facing the completely the opposite way. If somebody tells them, they have to turn in salah. Right? If they still don't understand, then you are told, turn them. Physically, Physically turn them. Then they will understand. Because maybe through speech, they will not understand wh where is it that they are asked to, they are being asked to face. Allah says, وَإِنَّ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ لَيَعْلَمُونَ أَنَّهُ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ When Rasulullah changed and turned away from Baytul Maqdis to Makkatul Mukarrama, the Jews of Medina started saying, what is this? Sometimes facing this way, sometimes facing that way. What is this? Allah says, they know that this is the truth. Because you have been described as a messenger who will face Jerusalem and then will face Mecca. In their, in their scripture, they know of it. They know that it is the truth from their Lord. Then Allah subhanahu wa says, This is the truth from your Lord. And so I have not asked you to face Mecca specially just and only because this is what you want. It is what I want. And so you see again here an example of what? That when a true believer, when a person reaches a high standard of Iman, 
Your want is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. You become connected to the fitrah. And so we are essentially programmed by Allah as He pleases. But we have moved away from the fitrah because of sins and because of experience and because of dunya and because of wealth and desires and all of these things. And so this is how we came to um, facing the qibla of Mecca to Al-Mukarramah. Inshallah, Tabarakah wa Ta'ala will continue tomorrow bi-ithnillah with Surah Al-Baqarah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us more understanding and to strengthen our relationship with the Qur'an.